Hi everyone, before we jump into the next podcast, I have to apologize because clearly my computer didn't pick up the right microphone and my audio quality is terrible. I am so, so sorry about this. And the funniest thing of all is that I had the audacity to ask my guest on the podcast, Tyler, to put in headphones because from what I was hearing, it was really bad. And then hearing it back, his audio is amazing and mine is just trash. So sorry about that. I will test it next time and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I'm here with my best friend, Tyler, who I grew up with in Singapore, who lives in Vancouver, BC. Hello. (laughs) And we're here to talk to Tyler about his favorite movies because he is a fellow film lover and film student, ex-film student. Mm -hmm. So I think he would have some great insight. So movie number five, what's your pick? My number five movie would have to be Layer Cake. Um, It's a British crime film, which we don't, like on the Netflix here, or like the the way that we watch all of our movies, we don't have any of these like British gangster movies involved the like the North American, the boss, like the all of them are set in Boston. Very different vibe. Very different vibe. So when... I found a VPN and was on the UK one. That's UK. how you watched it. Yeah, so that's how I watched it originally. And so I found this and I was like, oh my God, Daniel Craig is in another movie other than <laughs> James Bond? Like, I have to watch this. Um, and I just think it's so good because it's like, it's a, it's a, it's like a crime movie where the main character, like, if I can remember correctly, doesn't really want to be yeah. in in the crime syndicate yeah. um and he just plays like almost the exact same character as he does in um james bond and a lot of people are saying like this is what his like unofficial job was before he was in, uh, like 007 in the bond movies yeah which, um which is kind of an interesting thing to think about like bridging the gap between those two films yeah, and we'll talk about James Bond later, but what I was saying with my flatmates when we watched it, and we also watched Logan Lucky a few months ago. Have you seen it? I don't think I have seen that. It's really good. It's another crime one, but it's based in, like, South United States, and it's all kind of, like, kooky crime thing. But Daniel Craig's in it as well. But it seems like he just has so much more fun, and he's so much more likable when he plays these kind of, like, slightly weird crazy characters rather than the kind of suave yeah because like to me like when he plays james bond there's like you can't relate to him in any form like (laughs) there's nothing there's no parallels between like james bond and a real person like he's just a completely person so it was so healthy watching him in this movie and and seeing him make mistakes and seeing him like swearing and just like a completely different character um yeah. it's also it's also cool that in the movie he doesn't have a name like the whole movie he yeah. goes without yeah just realize that until the end um no yeah. I, I i really liked it it's not the kind of it's not my genre but uh-huh. when i watched it i was so into it i thought it was really funny it took me a surprisingly long amount of time to get used to Brad Pitt doing a really thick Irish accent. I, yeah. I couldn't, I had to ask to turn the subtitles on. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <that voice. laughs> I just couldn't figure it out. Um, but we all really enjoyed it. And I think it's, it's like really stylistic. It's got a personality. It's really fun mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of just clever enough to keep you thinking. Yeah, no, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great movie. And when, it's funny. When did you, when did you watch it for the first time? I think I watched it like last year, mm-hmm. I think, or a couple of years ago. Like it's been a while. Um, and so what, what puts it in your top five spot over other movies? It's just, it's like, like I love, like I love gangster films and a lot of them are just like, the plot is so dense because they have so many different characters, like at least like the like Goodfellas and mm-hmm. all the other 
kind of American ones, they're so complicated. Like they have so many levels of people in the in the movie and like this plot overlaps with this and then the movie's three and a half hours long and like by the time you're done it you're like what the hell did i just watch like <laughs> i would i get confused at the end of it are they gonna make another one like they're not done whereas this one is like an hour and a half just packed full of like just everything you'd want in a gangster movie but condensed and just everything is way more um just thought out i don't know and yeah. it's just a it's just a british gangster film and i never really assumed that gangs i know gangs aren't like everywhere. <laughs> it never really yeah. occurred to me that there would but be I think there's, there's like a fun grit to it and i think mm -hmm. that's also one of the appeals to pt blinders i don't know if you've seen that mm -hmm. I've um, seen a few. yeah but it's just like a bit grimier a bit like more down to earth not as kind of sleek suave is yeah all the other yeah it's and just, i think it, that it, it works as well with british humor where it's a bit more self-aware that's another thing like it was funny like there are scenes that you're laughing at and there are scenes that yeah which is like never really happens in in uh in other gangster films yeah 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 what do your roommates think of it do they like it too Oh god, they loved it. I think they've yeah. seen it all before. I, I think, with both of us growing up overseas, there's just not that exposure to British film. But it's yeah. a really big thing here, where British TV is its own kind of genre and its own thing. And there's loads of like police dramas and all this stuff. And then you've got the BAFTAs and like on Netflix, we've got our own British film and mm -hmm. TV shows that's uh, promoted. So it, it definitely feels like its own thing that you wouldn't get elsewhere. And it, yeah. it does feel like a different type of, you know, like you said, movies tend to be shorter and our TV shows like Gavin and Stacey, they're short, fewer episodes, have deadlines, like uh, deadlines, you know, they just end. There, there's no continuation. It's not so much franchising and rebooting. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a completely different style um, and it is quite refreshing. Yeah. But, and also, uh, I just didn't grow up with, like, any drug culture in the slightest, and also, like, no gangs at all. Like, it was, like, to me, whenever I watch, like, a, a gangster film, I'm like, I know this is real. Like, I know this kind of thing actually happens, but it's hard for me to realize it because we just grew up for so long not being exposed to anything remotely close to any of these films but for the most part like they are somewhat true yeah you know? yeah not true like true true but like the what happens in them can be it, true it, so. yeah there are drugs and gangs in real life exactly mm -hmm. cool on to movie number four what's your pick movie number four is children of men and this is like it's tough because this is like one of my favorite films it could easily be number one but there's other <laughs> one to beat it um so this is a it's a science fiction action thriller which is a pretty long uh genre name for it but basically the whole premise of the movie is like nobody in the uk is able to have kids anymore all the women are infertile and the whole plot of the film is the main character who i can't remember what his name is um like finds this woman who is pregnant and it's like a miracle but everybody wants to like if they have someone who, ha who is pregnant or who ha is able to t have a kid they just want to like study them and take them like the government wants to take them as their own so to figure yeah. out what's going on so the whole movie is him trying to help this woman escape the UK in a boat. And it's just like, eventually everybody starts slowly figuring it out and there's everyone is trying to get after them. And um, the re one of the reasons why this is one of my, is in my top five is because it the cinematography, they didn't use a tripod, I don't think, in the entire film. Did they it's not? All, it's all handheld. Um, and they have some of the longest 
one take shots in like cinematic history. I, I don't know if it's the first scene of the movie, but there's that famous one. And if you haven't seen it, you can just find it on YouTube. And it's the pacing of it. And the whole movie just feels so gritty. And just you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. It's a dirty film. Like everything in it is like. like it's so brown. <laughs> like, uh, the sets in London that they had to remake, like it just looks like trash and everything is just gross. And the. In that, you're, she's trying to. This person's trying to escape. But the the scene that really got me was when they're driving a car, I think, down this road, this forest road, and there's people behind and in front of them uh, trying to get them, or they have like weapons and they're trying to get them. Mm -hmm. It's like a two minute one take, and the camera goes in and out of the uh, car like three mm -hmm. or four times. And I think it is spliced up the more I like researched it because like, cause there's no way that they could do this. Yeah. I could be wrong, but it was just so powerful because you completely, when, some, when something like that happens in film, I completely disregard how it's being filmed and just focus on what's going on. And I think that's such a pure form of yeah. thing that you can get in a movie where you just completely forget um how it's being filmed and then when you kind of click back in you're like wait i didn't see a cut in like three minutes like that was all one scene and like i did i did cinematography for like film in high school mm -hmm. that was way fancier than it is um, <laughs> but like trying to achieve one of those shots was like a day's worth of work so not like i'm i'm watching it for how much effort goes into it but that is something that i consider when watching well, I think as well, it's not so much just what they've achieved, but that they've achieved it without making it seem like it's put so much effort into it. And the whole point of editing is for it to be seamless. And this whole movie just draws you in and you don't notice that, that it's a two minute shot, which is yeah. like virtually unheard of. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's, uh, I can't remember if it was set in the future or not. I think it was, but it reminded Probably me a lot briefly. of it reminded, reminded me a lot of Black Mirror, like mm, the very, mm. one of the episodes in Black Mirror. I think it's the first one with the pig, the dude and the pig. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of Children of Men, it's kind of the same sort of look and feel to the movie. Um, yeah, no, huge fan. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's... And I think as well, it it helps ground the movie a lot. I mm. I'm not crazy about science fiction, but this one when you said it was a science fiction to me, I would never think of it as that. Cause although it is like this dystopian world, it just feels like a gritty drama that just happens to be in this world where like women are infertile. And yeah. the, obviously that's quite a common theme in science fiction. And you've got like, is it like Mad Max and um, Handmaid's mm -hmm. Tale. But this, this one doesn't feel as science fiction-y and futuristic and far off. It feels very realistic and grounded. There's no like new technology in it. Like that's I think yeah, what is yeah. bridges that gap is like you can have this crazy movie set in the future, but the only part that's in the future is like what's happening to the people, not like any of the technology. So you kind of see it uh, as like oh, this actually could happen. Yeah, we'll get to Makes that. It's a lot scarier. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot scarier because you're like that could actually happen. Um, no, great movie, and the cast was really, really good too. Mm. They, all, they all kill that. Moving on to number three, probably the one that I'll have the most to say about. Um, Please have the honors in revealing your third favorite movie. Number three is Casino Royale. Um, I'm interested in what you say about this. So, so this, this is a you, no, you go first. So the reason why I like this movie so much, I'm a huge fan of the James Bond series. Like all of them. I've watched all of them through and through. And the first handful were just hilarious because the <laughs> filming is so bad. And like the sets were good. And then like something would fall and you'd see half the cast was like backstage and stuff would like it was so terribly made. Um, what kind of years are those movies? Like the 70s. Okay. They're so, if you haven't seen them, 
Mm-hmm. I, no. <laughs> find a way to watch them. They're so funny. But the 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 cool the the get to casino around in a second. But the the reason why I love the the initial ones so much is because they actually go to the sets, like they actually go to Thailand to film. Like they actually oh, cool. go to Mongolia. They actually go to Jordan and film in these like beautiful settings. So the even if the plot and like the depiction of women in them is terrible um the actual movie itself is is quite stunning i don't know why i was expecting like star trek you know where they've got the really horrific green screen and boulders made out of styrofoam Yeah. yeah um so the reason why i like casino royale so much isn't because of the whole movie it's because of this one scene in it and um so the the there's a scene in it where he's the whole the whole idea of the movies are playing this big poker game mm. and he needs to win back like a classic James Bond movie he the world is in peril and he needs to win a hundred million pounds <laughs> in a poker game <laughs> you know and um the there's a scene where he's playing and he gets brought drinks by the uh the bar maid or whoever like one of those ladies yeah and, uh someone working for the guy he, he's playing against poisons him mm-hmm. and puts something in his drink and he takes a huge swig of it and immediately realizes and you can kind of see him like freaking out a little bit and he's like really getting red and he's like okay i need to go to the bathroom and it's the scene where he basically like like fixes it himself and he goes to the bathroom and dumps like a whole thing of salt into a glass of water and then chugs it and makes him like tries to make himself throw up and the the filming of all of the james bonds is very classic it's like swoopy cameras and everything's on rails and or still shots like it's never really handheld and this one scene is so rogue like they just are like filming him from below and like you see his face in the roof and the, the way it's filmed is so not James Bond-esque. And then he goes out to his car, goes out to his Aston Martin and like like struggles to open the door and he's he has like a chip in his like chest or his arm and it like relays information to the headquarters and they're like, oh my God, Bond's going to die if he doesn't do this. And he has this like walkie-talkie thing on his watch and he presses a button in his Aston Martin and this defib- defibrillator comes out and he basically has to like, like charge his own heart. And it's just the whole thing is like two minutes and it's so intense. It's like the most intense thing that happens in the whole movie. And eventually he survives because it's J- like it's James Bond. He's yeah. never going to die. That's the fun of the movies. It's like, <laughs> he, like he could be anywhere he'd be in space and he's like yeah he's gonna survive because they have to keep making these but films. wasn't there a james bond on the moon there was yeah he went to the moon <laughs> that's right he went to the moon but the, that scene is just so not like in character with any of the other movies they've made and it's so good because he's completely alone like he fixes it himself i mean right at the end he does get some help yeah he does get but... Help, but... Um, no, I think that that was a standout scene for me. And as well, that was when I actually I was like, oh, Daniel Craig's got some acting chops. He did okay, really, yeah. really well in that scene. Yeah. And that's probably, that's that's the reason why I love that movie so much is because you, he's like, you never see James Bond in a weak, weak moment physically because he's such a, like, mm, yeah. He'll get shot and be fine. He'll like physically and emotionally. Yeah, he'll be like near an explosion and be fine, or like a billion will collapse and he'll just walk out of it. Like you never see him hurting that bad. And so that scene was just like, okay, he's actually a real person. And he has a bit of a bit more character to him than Yeah. This badass who just lives. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we watched the movie last night, and mm-hmm. I've never watched any James Bond before. Never, ever. So this was a first, and I went into it knowing it was, like, the best James Bond. And mm-hmm. and from the get-go, I was... I am a very feminist person, mm-hmm. and 
seeing the like sexy lady on the horse at the beginning yeah. i was like oh god what am i in for <laughs> so like all of the movies are so bad yeah and i was like oh i bet he just like shags her and leaves and the boy's like no 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 he doesn't actually shag her he just gets information and then leaves her i was like is that better <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure um but i liked how it was playful and i obviously i i found it annoying how he's just like this dud and everyone around him wants to bang him all the time and mm -hmm. but i really liked all the poker playing bits and the drinks and one of my favorite bits was after he gets the first drink that everyone asks for as well he goes back to the bar later on when he's frustrated because i think he must have lost like a ton of money before that and he's like oh i want a martini and the bartender's like oh would you like it shaken or stirred and he's like does it look like i gave a damn and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought that was perfect just kind of they're doing this old like smart man but just a little bit rough around the edges mm -hmm. he, like but I I couldn't get past some of it um, I was a bit confused at the end with the, his like love interest plot line and whether he cared whether she cared about him he does um, here. He's James Bond. <laughs> but all, but, all of the, like it, it that is a, a a big talking point that they have that like everyone's rewatching them, and it's like wow, they really did not care about the female <laughs> roles in the slightest in any of these movies actually. Um, like the women are servants in all of the films. It's just like. I get that. I totally, yeah. totally understand that. And, and that isn't like part of the reason why I like the films. No, no, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, it's getting more attention now as the films go on. And yeah, they're and way better at them. The boys but are it, like, oh, but what did you expect? You're going into a James Bond film. It's like, it still should have standards. <laughs> you have a point though. Like it, it, it's hard because they have been doing the same thing for so long, for like 50 years. Yeah. For them to, it is an easy fix though, you know? But for them to come out and be like, we can't, or we're not gonna do it like this anymore. Mm. Like that's like losing the character of the James Bond films, but there, some things do need to change and. Yeah. And I, I think what I didn't like about this that I liked more in Layer Cake is kind of that by crime. I know they're not totally the same genre, but I just thought that this was a bit predictable. And I'm, like, I'm sure that you know, there's, you, there's only so many spy genre conventions you can follow. But when the girl was introduced, I knew that he was going to have a romantic interest in her. I knew there was going to be a complicated backstory, and that she was going to like be able to like quit back at him and mm. all this stuff and different plot beats. I kind of presumed would happen, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near as enjoyable for me as Layer Cake. I thought it, yeah. it didn't let him have fun. And well, I watched them the other way around. So like, I watched all the James Bonds and then Layer Cake, and I was like, wow, this is so good because he's so different <laughs> in it. But yeah. if you watch it the other way, you're like, oh god, he's like boring in all of these movies. Like he's not this gritty British guy. He's a stuck-up spy. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I've it's And I yeah. think I, I, I presume you have a much bigger appreciation for it having watched all the other James Bonds and I know people who've watched it growing up really enjoy that, but it, it was not my thing and I might just watch the other ones for the sake of watching it. But there's a there's a there's like maybe I can give you a list when we're out of this, but like there's a couple like five or six of them that are that are good to to go into knowing how bad they are. That, okay. That's, I think, an aspect of it. Like, if you know that this is not going to be that much of a politically correct movie, you can kind of go in knowing. Yeah. But there's a couple that, like, the where their film is just stunning. And, like, the shots they have are just stunning. So. Oh, I do have something to say. The beginning scene where he's chasing around that parkour guy through the construction, mm -hmm. that Super was so cool 
That was mm-hmm. really cool. My only two criticisms, and one, the first one, which is when I was watching it, was just purely logical and rationality, was mm-hmm. why doesn't he just wait at the bottom until this guy comes down? Like, You're why so do you chase boring. him up a crane? <laughs> You're so boring. <laughs> That's um, what James Bond, what James Bond would do. <laughs> but it was really cool. But then, on the other hand, my other critique was it would have been so much cooler if you could see them do the landing. Because there were so many jumps that he'd do where it would cut as he landed and understand that, like, stuntmen have a limit. And, mm-hmm. you know, only only Tom Cruise can do all that crazy stuff and get away with it. But it did take away that it was just, like, a really, like, cool, huge jump. And they could have done it smaller and it'd still be really impressive. Mm-hmm. But it's just, that bit just kind of took me out a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, and I also just didn't really understand that plotline in the beginning i was just very confused i was like why is this man causing so much structural damage to this place is, and this, yeah. <laughs> to these poor people <laughs> it is a, a funny series because the plot is exactly the same every movie the plot is the same <laughs> in the first couple minutes the the world is going to explode if james bond himself doesn't save it and he has two days bond you have two days <laughs> And so it's like, well, we're in this. Like, it's going to be an hour and a half of just an action-packed movie of him trying to save the world. And every movie is the same. Maybe yeah. a couple of them, like, certain... like I certain guess maybe new- the, the subplot differs. But, like, the same villain is in, like, every single one for, like, like 30 or 40 years. Huh. It's the same villain. It changes. Oh, yeah, it's like this organization, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, yeah, like, characters will get killed off and then, like, six years later they'll come back and everyone's like oh my god the season this this show is never gonna end or this this movie is never gonna end yeah uh, yeah huge fan of them they're good they're easy watch too it's like not it's not like yeah. a complex watch well that being said i did have to double check what happened at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but maybe that's just me not figuring out as it goes along <laughs> all right cool your second favorite movie my second favorite movie is a documentary called icarus um and it is a film by this guy brian fogel who is like everybody knows everyone's doping in the racing like the cycling world it's just not like a well, strong. Yeah. It's like not even like a question anymore. So the premise of the the whole idea of the movie is this guy, uh, Brian, tries he gets in contact with the doctor who helped Russia dope do the doping scandal. And then it was like, I want you to write me a schedule and give me the drugs, I'll pay for them, so that I can do your like I like, I want to see if I, an amateur, can be the best amateur in the world through, through like, doping. through the Russian doping technique, essentially. Yeah. Which is a crazy idea. Like, you have got to be so committed to your sport to want to do that. And it's so interesting because he, he, meets with the guy and he, he the whole documentary is him showing you how he does it and like how the doping works and like all these visual illustrations of how they would do the the thing the like the pass it off and in the movie the the guy who he's who he's working with in um russia his name's gregory or i think something like that um he becomes like wanted he becomes like on the one that FBI wanted list, and so he goes into hiding. And like during, so I think the mo- I think it's it's the this is when the Russian doping scandal broke was like yeah. after he'd done this doping test, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like during the movie, he had to like go into hiding, and so half like the half of the movie is him doping and like doing the race, and the other half is him trying to like keep his friends safe because otherwise he's going to go missing. And this guy has been like since the movie he's been in hiding like nobody knows where he is because of this movie um and that's just like the whole movie is just like such a a crazy idea like to see if 
anybody who's anybody can draw, like do the doping like technique that Lance Armstrong used and be really good at something. And he does the, um, he does the race that he wanted and he, he, he like did it to his fullest, um, like, like he, he ticked all the boxes. Like he, he, he did it as well as he could physically and he didn't, he came like fourth or something. Yeah. Like, and so he sat down after and he's like, so that means that there are people doing it differently with different drugs. Like there are, he's like, technically and statistically, I should be the fastest amateur in the world. Like if you did all the comparisons to everybody, but when he, when he got out there, he came third or fourth or something like that. And he's like, that means that there are people out there who are doing it more, <laughs> more efficiently and quicker, which, and he's like, I don't know what to do with that information. Like, what do we, what do we do now? Yeah, I, I think it's, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised to see this on your list. Um, yeah. I think documentaries are often overlooked in people's favorite movies. Yeah. Um, and I think the kind of two premises of this movie, what it started out as one and what it became are both just so interesting. Mm -hmm. And as both of us kind of grew up doing and loving sports, it's, it's hard to see and figure out what is real and what, what's fixed, what's doping. And obviously huge amounts were like uncovered through this, like through the Russian doping scandal and this movie. But I think it was just scary how prolific it was. Mm -hmm. and how in control Russia is and oh it's crazy yeah and like, just you you feel afraid for this man who obviously is very high up in the scandal and in that world and a and genius like yeah you could you you could like ask him to help like make a solution for it you know or use him as intel i don't know like there's so many options but yeah and I think as well, it, it, I watched this ages ago, so I can't really remember the ins and outs of it, but the way that he paced it, and I, because I watched it when it came out, I didn't realize that it had this kind of second movie within it, and I was mm -hmm. just thrown for a roller coaster, and mm -hmm. I was caring about whether this guy is living or dying, he's hiding away, he hasn't seen his wife for like a year, and mm -hmm. it's just scary, it's so yeah. scary. Well, there's another another movie like this. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's the Lance Armstrong one. Oh, I, I, I don't think I've even heard of it. It's uh, I wish I knew what the name of it is, but it it's like documenting his return to cycling. This was like a couple of years ago, and he like, came back. <laughs> well, yeah, because he he was off for ages, and then he came back, and then this documentary team was like, "We want to film you coming back. We want to film because like we believe in you. We believe that you." didn't do you weren't doping we believe that you were like an ethical person and then halfway through the movie after he had been like through multiple multiple interviews it the the news broke that he had been doping oh so and it was filmed while it was happening while it happened so half yeah. of the movie is before and he's like i didn't dope that's like completely unethical like why would i do that and the other half is him like the the producers of the movie sat down in front of the camera and were like so this just happened he lied to us for a year he's like all of the work we just done had was gone we just been we just been lied to so yeah. this movie is going to change and he's like it's going to switch to us covering him during the biggest doping scandal in the history of this the of cycling and then he literally sits down and is like this is how i did it it's all out there like it was so wow. easy. He's like, I did this and this and this, and then this is how it worked. Um, yeah. Well, and like the, whole a, movie, the whole movie switches. It's so crazy. If Icarus is anything to go by, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, this guy just like gets in contact with the Russian guy and is just like, hey, mm -hmm. I want to dope. Is this possible? He's like, yeah, of course. Of course yeah. it is. It's like, yeah. it, must be, it must be so prolific everywhere. Yeah. Like what? He's like, what program do you want? Like how good how good do you want to be mm. which is yeah and then like he helped him beat the doping t 
test. Yeah, yeah. Well, the t- yeah, I think it just it it shows so many holes in sports and sports laws and regulations. Yeah. It's shocking. Uh, it's good. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and why would you say it's your favorite? Well, this is my second favorite. Yeah, but like your favorite documentary. Um, because it's always been like growing up doing sports i've always wondered what it would be like like everybody wants to be really like at some point in their life everyone wants to be really good at sports you know and everyone would do anything that they could to get to the top and so this is just a a perfect example of someone who is like good at a sport not amazing and like i want to be the best what do i have to do illegally to get there and so he kind of just did what everybody has wanted to do secretly um and he's like he's like didn't even work like so yeah, something- i think that was probably the most refreshing thing is he, yeah. he did you think doping is oh steroids is the solution i'll, I'll, yeah. get, I'll get stronger i'll be the best because of it and it didn't work yeah he, he wasn't whether or not everyone else was or not yeah i don't like, know well, but what on earth are the other, those other dudes doing? <laughs> um, yeah, it. Uh, what, there was also another part in it that was really interesting. Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, it 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 was just. Oh, what I was also gonna say is that this reminded me of, of something I was talking to. I think my brother's about mm. that, like in the Olympics, um, or in any sporting event actually that's like televised like mainly the Olympics, there should always, there should always be someone in the heat or like in the, um, in the race or the competition. That's just an amateur that like is just, <laughs> just to remind you of what normal people are just, like, exactly, just to remind you like what an average person looks like doing this sport. Now they could be like from university. They could be picked. Like golf does this all the time. They have an amateur in there, oh, but the like, yeah, but the amateur is like the best twenty-two-year-old in North America. It's not like mm-hmm. your average Joe. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I was like, it's making me laugh. That like, it'd be funny if they had in like the hundred-meter sprint, if they had like all of the nine of the fastest runners. Then like, it was like jury duty. Like you, everyone gets <laughs> caught, like called. And like the whole the names come out for the Olympics, and you're like, like oh my god, like Eliana's running the 200 meter sprint this year. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I think that would be so funny. It's like a bunch that of people. That would be hilarious. Well, oh, we, we watched we watched last night. Do you remember Eric the Eel from the no. like? Oh my god, this was from I think the Sydney Olympics, and. It might have even been Rio, but basically there was this guy from Equatorial Guinea, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and he, they don't have an Olympic-sized pool in the country, and he he's brought along, and he only learned how to swim like eight months prior, or something like that, and he's in a heat with three other people, it must be after like loads of different heats, mm-hmm. and you know how in swimming it's like, okay, get ready, on your marks, set, go. They, mm-hmm. they jumped it like... Oh, no. They were automatically disqualified, two of the three. So the only one left is this Eric bloke. And he starts off, and the amount of exertion in his swimming, it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was gunning it. And then he kind of slows down towards the end, and it's just like a lap and back. And then he does the kick, and he does the kick really well. Everyone's kind of cheering for him. But once he kicks back... Like it looks like this guy is gonna is not gonna make it. He's oh no. He is so slow. And the world record something like forty eight seconds, and he he did it in a minute fifty. And like bless him, obviously like he he worked so hard to get there, but people were worried that he might drown and that he wouldn't get there. And he's like hardly kicking. He's just kind of pulling himself along the water. And eventually he makes it just beating the previous record for his country. And after this, you have to watch it. It's so funny. And it was just like, there was that, there was another, some kind of snow sports one where someone managed to get in. Eddie the Eagle. 
that I is a another great... one as well. Really? They're yeah. so so good. Like it's such a great. Oh, there is another one. It's uh, the lady who does like snowboarding. Yeah, who yeah. managed to get in and just like went up and down the. Yeah, and then the she pipe. can just say she's an Olympian. Like that is so cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just a reminder that, like, these are real people doing this, you know? Yeah. Taking time out of their busy lives to learn how to, <laughs> yeah, to learn how to, like, ski race. So yeah. funny. Okay. Are you ready for the, the finale? Yes. Your favorite one, movie. My favorite movie of all time is Her, which is, uh, it was made in 2013. It's a science fiction, raw, like, romantic drama uh it was written written directed and produced by spike jones um and the whole the premise of the movie is that uh joaquin phoenix um he falls he falls in love with this is like set a little bit in the future like not a lot like 10 years maybe and everybody has these um these like AirPod looking things that are connected to um, basically Siri or an Alexa in your phone, but it's way more like you can actually have conversations. Proper with AI. It. It's like proper AI, and it learns things about you. It knows where you are, and like it, it's basically a a, a human that you can actually have conversations with. Um, and so the, the whole movie is him falling in love with this AI and just seeing what it does to him and because she's not real he, he kind of has to find this like physical outlet for it and it's like really kind of awkward because like she's she's just like a computer she's just in she doesn't she's exist um and the, the movie is just shot so beautifully the colors are just unbelievable. The colors are so the, beautiful. The locations, like it was shot in Shanghai. Yeah, Tyler visited me in Shanghai when I was there for a couple months. And we walked, there's that, do you remember that big circle overpass? Yeah. yeah. And, there's oh. a scene, he basically walks for like three minutes. And I, when I watched the first time, I was like, wow, that's a big soundstage. Like that's a, that's a big, that's a big space to be walking in. And then when I visited them, or LA and Shanghai, I was on that circle and I was like, wow, this looks super familiar from somewhere. <laughs> like, wait a second, this is where it was filmed. But the reason why I love it so much is because it like, it, it like, we're almost there. Like, it's so scary because like, it's happening. It's not that crazy of a future. Everybody has a phone. Everybody has a virtual, like a voice assistant. Yeah. And it's like not, it's like a future that I could actually see happen. And for and a I lot think, of, yeah, a lot of makes, movies okay, are just like, they're so far in the future that you can't even relate to it. But the only thing about this movie that's part, that's like in the future is this voice assistant. Like the cars are the same, they dress the same, same jobs, same uh, video games that they watch, same food, everything's the same. But this little voice assistant- It's like in, the technology is just a bit more advanced. Like- And it's, it's, it's like, something that you see happening, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, this could happen. So I, that's like why it's one of my, that's my, it's my favorite movie of all time because it's like an actual, like, romantic movie about a guy who falls in love with his phone yeah and i think what's what was one of the nice things about it is there's some of the side characters in the movie don't get it and they question it they're like how but how how can you do it and he's like well i you know i just i just have but then there's like, other characters like chris pratt's character who yeah. him and his girlfriend and they they agreed to go out for a double date and he's like oh by the way Samantha's a, an AI. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, cool. That's fine. Just bring her along. That's like super normal. Yeah. It, it, like, it's just so brilliant. It's just so brilliant. And, and it, yeah. Oh, there's so much to love about it. And the, the way that his profession is writing the love notes. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, the way I, they do that, oh. Yeah, it, it's like, it's good. He's just this like guy who's working a nine to five who needs a bit of. It needs, feels like a very real love story because he's not yeah. he's not an exceptionally brilliant person. He's just, mm-hmm. if anything, a bit boring, and yeah. he finds a girl who is like catered to him, mm-hmm. and it's their relationship is the highs and lows and then figuring out how to, if they can have a physical relationship when they're, you know, yeah, which is not real (laughs) and the problems that an AI would have and it, it it broaches them in a very realistic manner. That's almost respectful of this AI universe that could happen. It doesn't treat technology as either like, the best thing for the world or the worst thing it, it you know it's it gives the agency which i like and the movie like nothing 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 really happens in it like it's just like half a year in this guy's life same like same job same friends same everything except he like the relationship has a high and then it has a low and then a realization and then it like plateaus near the end like nothing nothing crazy happens so it's yeah it's it's just showing that like it is just a part of someone's life that you have this AI that you can actually converse with. I think it's genius. Genius. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised there aren't any sci-fi films that are set like that. That are set just a little bit farther in the future. Well, to be honest, Children of Men, that makes sense. Like a yeah. realistic sci-fi. Yeah. But the whole circumstance of that movie is pretty out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, but no, that's that's. Yeah, it's good. No, I appreciate that, and mm. it's nice that you've got a love story amongst all this. Mm. I wouldn't call Casino Royale a love story. No, it's not a love story. <laughs> not a love story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the colors in the movie were just like stunning too. It's I a just, very pleasing movie, and it's it's not in your face at all it's not trying to be anything fancy it's just Hmm. realistic but shot just really beautifully yeah and like uh i'm a huge fan of olivia wilde like she's so good and she was like in the movie yeah it's just like surprise after surprise in it um and spike jones is actually the you know the 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 alien in the the game. Oh, really? The, the one that swears at him. <laughs> yeah, that's his voice. Ah, pretty cool. That's um, fun, fun fact. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I like. I just loved it so much. I watched it like once in a while. Mm. It's good. Because it was made in 2013, and like now we're like, okay. This I have is to get the 2013 was actually like a while ago now. <laughs> eight years ago yeah but like we're almost there like they didn't know that back then yeah they didn't have alexa did they like that like maybe in 10 years 10 15 years if that is a thing and people do watch that movie it would be so boring because it's like okay this already exists (laughs) like why this is just why would i watch this but back in the day which is crazy to say like back in 2013 there wasn't even a thing. Should I make a note that we have to redo this podcast 10 years yeah, from now? Exactly. <laughs> see what updated thing you have. Exactly. What updated love story has taken its place. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I really did, like you, did you have any movies that you wanted to fit in but didn't? Ooh. Honorable mentions. Um... God, I can't. It's, I hate this. When people ask me what my favorite movies are, I just can't think of any because I've seen mm. a handful of them. Um, um, there doesn't have to be any, but just if, if any tickled your pickle. Oh, I can't. I can't. I genuinely can't think of any. I've been watching <laughs> TV shows recently. Mm. Watching a lot of um, the British TV shows, and they're have just you watched so- Fleabag? Yes, I have seen that. So good. It's probably one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. That one's unbelievable. It's so good. And she's so funny. Like she's The second so season funny. is insane. It's so good. 
that and I've been watching um, People Do Nothing. I haven't heard of it. No. It's about uh, it's about these guys in East London who set up their own like illegal illegal radio station called uh, Corrupt FM, spelled with a K, and it's just their. Oh, lot. I have seen an episode of this. Yeah, and it's just like their lives and they think they're these cra- they they're so full of themselves they think that they're these crazy high profile like radio djs and they're just like absolute nobodies but just they playing like, it out of their empty apartment like, yeah and then like this they have like this uh it's like a bbc documentary like quote unquote but it's like not bbc um and so they're all like trying to be cool in front of the camera and like talking about women and talking about drugs and like He's like, oh, yeah, I used to do drugs all the time. Then he does one and he like almost has a heart attack. And he's like, yes, because I've done so many in the past. And like, it's just so, it's so funny. It's like such an easy watch. Um, Yeah. And like, it's literally people do nothing. Like nothing happens in the show. It just, people just do things. And they like never have traveled outside of like their city before. So like a road trip and they just like lose their minds at what a big gas station looks like it's so it's so funny um but one of the i think the last season they go to japan which i'm really interested about because they're like oh, I've like they go on, on the road trip he's like yeah, i've never been on the i've never been on the motorway before and he's like what are you talking about so i've just been on it he's like why are you driving the car then oh, i don't know i was like <laughs> i was in charge of driving the car today <laughs> You should watch that. It's super funny. Would that be your recommendation? My TV show recommendation, yeah. It's 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 really funny, yeah. Because these guys are just trying to be people who they aren't on television. And, like, they break the third wall in it. Like, they, they make eye contact with the camera. Mm. But also, like, they'll get recognized in the show for being on a show if that oh, makes so sense they, they don't it's not like extras it's it's people no. who recognize them there's a bit where they go into like a music studio and the guy who works there's like oh you guys are from that show like the oh that's cool what's it called and he's like he's like i know i feel like i've seen you guys from somewhere like this like that that <laughs> bbc show and he's like oh yeah like you've seen us from that but also because of our music and he's like i actually haven't heard any of your music but i've seen it <laughs> like breaks this like makes it actually look like a documentary it's really really funny um but yeah cool. that's i it. love that well thanks so much for sharing your movies and tv shows of course thank you for having me